welcome to the Pope on Film. I am Bonnie Williams, and with me is... I am Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. I'm a couple of different people. I'm also Mr. Steve, the YouTube kid storyteller. I'm also a woman. I've been trying really hard to come up with a name. Uh... Because it's weird, this whole weekend I've actually been a woman, and it's the first time that I've really felt like a woman. I will be talking about this more throughout the week, but uh, throughout this episode. Throughout the episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, if it's throughout uh, the week, you're going to have to talk really, really loud. Yeah. So I, it feels weird that, that I, I feel myself transitioning more to being a woman, but I have yet to figure out a name. Someone said I should go by Stevie, like Stevie Nicks, but that's what people called me when I was little. No, no, I seriously object to that. I've I've always stood against the Michael, Michelle... Shang, Shang Shang-Chi, and Sean. And Sean, exactly. If you got an opportunity to rename yourself, Go for it. And besides, I, was, I thought you had a name. I thought it was like Dina Frankenstein or something. I was gonna. I was. From the, I forget how it, how it was pronounced from El Centro. That was that was more of a drag name. Now I'm actually feeling myself being a woman, and I need yeah. a female name. Right now, the name that I go by is just Other Mother. That's the name that I go by. Uh, it, it, I got it from Coraline from the movie Coraline, and it works really well because like Natasha's mom, and I'm the other mother, and I'm all right with that. But I need an actual name. I, at first, I chose the name Danny because of Midsommar, right. but I don't know. I'm not feeling that name. Someone said I should go by Stephanie, which is close to Steve, and I like that name, but also that's the name of an ex. But so I feel is, like I but, can't choose Stephanie. Yeah. This is one of those things that you really can't think too hard about. Oh, you know, I'm thinking way too hard about it. This is one of those things that you suddenly realize, like, when you're in the shower. Yeah. You know, this is the kind maybe, of... So, maybe, so, that's you know, the, maybe that's the problem, because I just... transitioning organically, let the name come organically, too. Well, maybe that's the problem because I just take baths. What? Oh. So maybe that's why I haven't figured out a name. I need to take more showers. No, that means you have to go back to Esteban. Uh, Estebania. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to, you know, if you truly want to transition, you have to take a shower. So then I asked my, my mom, I, I got in contact with my mom and I said, hey, mom, if I was going to be, I know you've told me this at various times throughout my life, but uh, if I was born a girl, what name would you have given me? And she got back to me right before we started the podcast and she said, I was going to call you Lorena, which in English is Lauren, and I cannot be named Lauren <laughs> because that's the name of one of my uh, of, of, of like a sister-in-law so I can't I can't be named Lauren so I don't know what I'm doing with a name right now I'm just going by other mother and I'm fine with that but that's something different so anyway 
This is episode 424 of the podcast. It might be a little bit loud. Right next door, we have this empty field that's just been empty for the longest time. And there's uh, some, some tree stumps and some wooden areas. And apparently someone has bought the land because they have been doing construction all day, removing all of the trees and flattening the land. And it, it, everyone in the family's pissed off about it. And so... Everyone is outside dealing with that. I'm worried about the possums. There's, there were three possums that were living in that field. I don't yeah. know where they're going to live now. They're not living in this house, is yeah. all I know. So episode 424, very excited. We're going to be talking about a lot of movies, especially this week's movie. I did warn you. Yes, you did. I and, love and actually, this. I have come around to a more favorable view i love this movie i love this movie it's funny because people look at the room and they go oh this is the worst movie of all time and then they look at birdemic and go oh my god birdemic is even worse than the room and it's like none of you have seen born into mafia i i i i can give the and we'll talk about it later but i i can give this movie forgiveness although we seriously have to fucking talk about it oh yeah Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry talking. for the hold up at the beginning. You know, uh, it's a new trick the computer is pulling. Yeah. When I get OBS and Zoom up, I'm no longer able to adjust my volume by clicking on the little speaker. Hmm. And I need to raise the volume to do the show. Yeah. And, once I, and even if I shut them down, I still can't access it. I got to reboot. It's really fucking annoying. Weird. Huh. Okay. So, uh, And it doesn't funny. always happen. That's, yeah. that's, that's the weirder part. Like, it doesn't always happen. Like, I remember last week, you had joined, and I wasn't able to hear you, and I realized that I had not turned up the sound, and I was able to turn up the sound. Yeah. So, like, there was no problem there. Uh, but I think, like, the week before, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever, this is boring-ass shit now. Uh, okay, so this is the monologue oh, before we get yes. to the segments. And we and have a uh, world premiere. We have a world premiere? Yes, we do, damn it. When? Uh, I was thinking right at, right between Steve Stubbs and Bunny Versus. Okay, I'm fine with that. That's cool. Okay, so in the monologue area is usually the part where I, where I talk about... Uh, uh, a current event that has happened, a bit of news that maybe people uh, didn't fully catch. This week I'm doing something different. I look great with this in my hair, honey. Thank you. Uh, this week I'm doing something different. I have an idea for a Dune sequel. This is not a review. Okay. I'm saving that for Steve Stubbs. I'm not talking about the movie. I've just come up with the perfect sequel. Not yeah. really like a sequel. You know how they did The Lion King 1 and then The Lion King 2 and then they made The Lion King 1 and a half? Yeah. And that was the story of Timon and Pumbaa before the first Lion King and then through Lion King's 1 and 2. And, and so this is basically... Uh, like they did Dune, and then 
they're working on Dune 2 even Dunier. So this one will be Dune 2 and a half. And I'm really excited about it. Okay, so uh, the ruling party, I'm not sure if it's the Montagues or the Capulets. So they, they show up in the planet of Iraq. Oh, sorry, Arrakis. Yeah. I'm sorry, did I call it Iraq? Oh, what, what a strange random happenstance. I mean Arrakis. Yes. And uh, the, the mommy dude is, is there at her chambers and the guy's like, here are the handmaidens that I have chosen for you. And she's walking down the line looking at all these handmaidens and she goes to one, I see you have blue eyes. You are a Fremen. And the woman's yeah. like, yes, I am a Fremen. Here, magical dagger, whatever the fuck. So then uh, she keeps going down the row, and she goes, and you two, you are different. You're not Fremen, and you're not one of us. Who are you? And what are those strange pants you're wearing and they say, oh, these, these are cool odds. Okay, so yes. my name is Barb, and this is Star. So we wanted to go on a vacation. We wanted to do something different. We decided to go off-world. And next thing you know, we're put into this carrier, and we're flying across space. And next thing you know, we're here, and we just, we're happy to help. We, you know, we, we just lost our job at the furniture store. And we're happy to, to help you clean and all of that. We just have a quick question. Are we slaves? <laughs> because it sounds like we're slaves and we just, we just don't want to be slaves. Yeah. And so uh, this is my sequel, Summer 2002. This is the title I'm going with, Barb and Star and Spice. Ah. It's basically a, 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 a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern for Dune with Barb and Star. And it, I can see the whole goddamn movie, which is weird. Yes. I can see the entire thing. And I still but, feel justified in watching Barb and Star to wash out the taste of this week's movie out of my mind. I, I, sometimes you just need them. It's so great that, like, oh, we're in this restaurant. We're in this restaurant in Russia where everyone is speaking in perfect American accents. And then for a second, they even show that, like, it's a fucking olive garden. Yes. I, I, we will get to that. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's obviously the Jacksonville Public Library. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're saving that for the for the, for the end. <coughs> but oh my god, I love this movie so much. This is one of those movies where I feel like the people uh, are Tommy Wiseauing it, where it's like we've made this movie and it's a serious look at the mafia, and then they release it and go, "Yes, that's exactly what this is—a humorous comedy." Yes. You know, they're, uh, they're and God spoken it. But, like, we know you made a shitty movie, and now you're trying to pass it off as a comedy. But still, it's a wonderful film. But anyway, yes, that, that's the monologue. Let's get to Steve Stubbs, get to our world premiere, and get to Bunny Versus. Okay. 
Cut on the monologue. Bernie! Yes! So I have the AMC Stubbs A-List, and what that is, is a monthly subscription service. I loved the CBS special thing you put there. Yes. That was awesome. I well, love that, that. That was a slip click. That was actually the premiere. So ah, okay. A... Okay. I still thought that was cool. I still but thought I can, that was cool. Really I can cool. replace the transition. But yeah, whatever. I thought, yeah, I thought that was neat. Okay, so I have the AMC Stubbs A-List, and what that is is a monthly subscription service where for $19.95 a month, I get three free movies a week, three free movie tickets at an AMC theater. It's a lot more expensive in bigger cities. If I lived in San Diego, if I lived in Nueva York, if I lived in Chicago, it would be a lot more expensive. I live in the middle of nowhere. It's $19.95 a month. And from December 2018 to March 2020, in a 66-week period of time, I saw 177 movie showings. Like seven of them were Captain Marvel. Six of them were Knives Out. Yeah. Four of them was Cats. I should get an award for that. Yes, you should, damn it. And then the pandemic happened, which closed all movie theaters and ruined my goddamn streak. Uh, messed up my groove, but now movies are back, and so am I. So it's time once again for some up-to-date movie reviews with Steve Stubbs of the Week. And this installment of Steve Stubbs represents my 20th week back in theaters, and in that time, I have seen 36 movies in theaters. I saw three movies this week. All right. And it is the first time in a very long time that I have seen three movies. So I saw this past week, I saw the following three movies in theaters that we will be discussing. The horror movie Antlers, uh, Dune, a.k.a. Emo Willy Wonka's Wacky Desert Adventure. Yes. And that, a that's Disney... what it's called in Japan. Yeah, that, yeah. Emo Willy Wonka's Wacky Desert Adventure, and a Disney Plus Day surprise screening. Now, first, let's discuss the two movies that were not chosen as my movie pick of the week. Number one, Antlers. This is a horror film starring Carrie Russell as a teacher going back to the small town that she was born in, and there's a troubled young boy who, who is harboring a deep, dark secret. Um, I was, I was scared going into this film because I'm on Twitter and, and, and I'm on social media and I, I'm on film Twitter and all of that. I didn't hear a single goddamn person talk about antlers. Not a single person. I didn't hear someone say it was good. I didn't hear someone say it was bad. I didn't hear a single fucking person talk about this at all and it and i i was thinking is this a good sign is this a bad sign i wasn't sure yes it's executive produced by guillermo del toro uh, a lot of people know him as an amazing director i know him as the familiar as the familiar to a vampire what's the name of the vampire that he's a familiar to Nandor, thank you. Yes. 
I I know Nadja and I know Jackie Daytona. I have a hard time remembering the name Nandor. Nandor. Okay. So I went to go see Antlers, and uh, it's a decent monster movie. Yeah. It's a decent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really call it the horror movie. It's an okay monster flick. It's not great. It's not wonderful, but it's okay. But here's the thing. This is the best thing I can say about the movie. Sometimes that's all you want. Yeah. When it comes to monster movies, sometimes you don't want to see the best. Sometimes you don't want to see the worst. Sometimes you just want to see an okay monster movie. And yeah. that's Antlers. It's all right. It's pretty good. And a uh, slight spoiler alert, it's a Wendigo movie. Yeah, I kind of figured. They don't, yeah, but, but like, I don't know Supernatural things. I don't know cryptozoology, and I haven't watched all of Supernatural. So I didn't know that it was a Wendigo until literally the wise old Native American looked at the camera and said, well, of course you don't believe this. Because you white people don't believe in such superstitions, but my people are so wise and Native American and wise and attuned with the earth that we can tell you what this creature is. What you're dealing with is a Wendigo. And like literally you're staring, you have that wise old Native American literally stare at the screen and tell you what the monster is. And I feel like any other person like, if my wife was there, if Mal was there, oh, they would know in, like, 25 minutes that it was a Wendigo, but I was totally clueless. And I'm like, shit, okay. I, 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 just, find, I just find it funny that, like, like <laughs> Wendigo is, like, the new hip monster for, like, about mm -hmm. the past 20 years, you know, taking over the title from the Chupacabra. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so here's here's where there's a problem with the movie Antlers. Uh, Carrie Russell, she comes back to the small town that she was born in. She's been gone for the longest time. She's been gone for the longest time because when she was young, her mother died. And so her father started drinking and abusing the uh, the kids and started molesting her and now she has an alcohol problem and she deals with people that have drug addictions and so what the movie does is it co-ops these serious topics to give the film an importance that it doesn't deserve because it's just a fucking monster movie yeah. it's just a fucking monster movie but suddenly hey this film is about drug abuse it's about child abuse it's about uh, child molestation. It's about poverty. It's about racism. It's about molestation. It's about sexual abuse. And it's like, okay, we get it. You want to be a serious drama? You're a fucking monster movie. Yeah. Okay, let you me know? just take a, a quick guess at the plot. Uh, there's a young, like, Norwegian couple, and they're farmers, and... and and, and when Digo gives birth, 
and the little baby Wendigo, they they make it like it's their child. It's a weird plot. Uh, there there's a troubled young boy in class, and Carrie Russell is trying to help this troubled young boy in class. But what Carrie Russell doesn't know is that his dad is turning into a monster, and he's trying to take care of his dad and his son who is turning into a monster and then people start dying and like it's it's a monster movie the the 12 year old boy who is the troubled kid he should he should get a million fucking oscars he is it's one of the most amazing performances i have seen all year he is incredible he really does a good job of being the troubled kid in class and it, it, an amazing performance. Yeah. But it's just a fucking monster movie. And it's upsetting that this film is using drug abuse and child abuse and child trauma and rape and uh, Native Americans as props to give the film a gravitas that it just doesn't fucking deserve. Still, it's an okay monster movie. And if you're into that sort of thing, go and see it and it's all right. It, it's okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's Antlers. The second movie that is not chosen for my movie pick of the week is Dune. Dune. Yes. Fucking Dune. Okay. So picking uh, up the mask for this. I had seen the original Dune, David Lynch's Dune, once or twice growing we up, like in it. my teens and twenties. We covered it. We did? We did you see it? We got it off YouTube. Yeah. Huh. Way fucking back there. I don't remember the at fucking all about that. But yeah, like I had seen it a couple of times, but like I was never a fan and, and I had never read the 3,000 book series at all because there's like 3,000 books in that series. It's fucking ridiculous. So I said, when I went to go see the new Halloween movie, uh, Halloween... Halloween 13, a.k.a. Halloween 3. Yeah. Which is also Halloween 13 in this timeline. It's all fucking confusing. But I went to go see Halloween Kills, and I said, I'm going to take this seriously. So I saw how the original Halloween, and then Halloween 2, and then Halloween 3, and then uh, the 2018 Halloween, and I had a Halloween marathon, and then so I, when I went to see Halloween Kills, I'm like, I am taking this movie seriously. So when I got tickets to Dune, I took that seriously, too. I woke up, I saw the original, I saw this wonderful YouTube video that discusses the entire timeline of the entire Dune book series. I watched the original Dune again, a second time, and then I went to go see the first, the new Dune movie. And I liked the new Dune movie, but I feel like the only reason why I like the new Dune movie is because I saw the original right before it. If I had not taken this movie seriously, if I had not watched the original Dune twice and then watched the YouTube video that discussed the timeline of the Dune book series, I don't think I would have known what the fuck was going on. Yeah. I don't think I would have understood any of it. And it really, seeing the new Dune made me really appreciate the old 1983-1984 Dune so much more because it's like, you go in and watch the new Dune movie, and it's like, oh, wow, this is a lot of backstory. But then you see David Lynch's Dune, and it's like, 
Hello, I am the floating head of the narrator. I hope yeah. you have a pencil and paper. I'm telling you the entire backstory in the next five minutes. Yeah. I'll be popping up here and there to let you know what the fuck is going on in this crazy-ass movie. And then, like, like I tweeted, I tweeted uh, before I went to go see the new Dune, like, hey, um, is the new Dune 50% just people's fucking thoughts like the original Dune? Half of it is thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Like, I, it feels at times like there's more... And we'll we'll be talking more about this later, too. (laughs) It's so fucking weird. Like, uh, the spice must flow. I'm not sure if I can do this. Maybe I should talk to my father. What is that there? I don't know. I'm thinking in my head. And it's like, fucking, tell me. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the new Dune but I will say that in the beginning, where it's just, uh, hey, we're the Dune family. I'm Daddy Dune, I'm Mommy Dune, and I'm young emo Johnny Dune. And I don't know if I want to take over the family business of being Dunes. And then, hey, I'm going to train you how to fight young Johnny Dune. Hey, we're going to go to Iraq. I'm sorry, Arrakis. And, like, all of that is really fun. Once... uh the bad guys attack and everyone's dead and Mama Dune and Johnny Dune are in the desert, suddenly the film is 20 hours long. Yeah. Like, it's really fun in the beginning when it's in space and it's this space family in space doing space stuff and, oh, no, there's bad guys coming and they're attacking and there's this big battle. That's so much fun. But when they're just in the desert, like, oh, my God, that felt for fucking ever. Yeah. So fucking bored. I'm like, God damn, wh- how long is this fucking movie? It felt like the second half of the film was eight times as long as the first half of the film. Still, <laughs> like, eh, I've seen some pretty goddamn bad movies this year. It was a fun film. It is obvious, though, that the film only exists because a studio saw the Dune book series and said, I can make a Star Wars out of this. Yeah. Also, there's warring families. We can make it a Star Wars Game of Thrones in space. And it, like, it, it's obvious that, you know, I yeah. was talking about it on Twitter and somebody, uh, I believe, uh, at Sam Davis Boy Hero told me that every Dune movie is created specifically for people who have read the Dune books and not for normal people. Yeah. So I kind of feel that that is true, that at Sam Davis Boy Hero is right about that, because, like, I... Even with the original movie, I had a hard time understanding. I love the fact that Sting is just there as gay bait. Yeah. He's, He's just there to... He's just there in a speedo to be like, hey, do you want to space fuck me? I like that. Uh, Watching the new Dune just made me love the new, the old Dune so much more. Because it's like, yeah, the old one is a shitty film, but that's why I like it. The new film is trying so hard to be serious. And it's like, fucking, you're going to be writing giant sandworms. Yeah. 
and, and, and they're just like crushing it. They're like crushing the film in a bad way. Yeah. With the heavy handedness. You know, like. James Brolin tried. Yeah. Jason Jason Momoa tried. Jason Momoa is there because it's like, hey, I know I'm gonna be I know I'm the Han Solo of this film. And I'm gonna try my Han Soloist. And he kinda he kinda should be. Yeah. That kid has just like zero fucking charm. You know, yeah, he's that... got like he's got like no chemistry with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, Timothy Chaomlet. He was freaking. I I do not care for emo Willy Wonka at all. Yeah, but yeah, it was all right, and I'll definitely see the second one. But but I mean it's. It's obvious that a studio just just said, "Hey, we can buy this book series and turn it into a Star Wars," and, and, and that's what they're trying to do. They want to get six films out of it, eight, twelve uh, movies out of this, and it's like fucking fine, whatever. I don't care enough about the three thousand book Dune series of novels. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, if they're gonna make make a movie out of God Emperor. Of Dune, yeah, like that. I would have to see, like, not that it's a good book, yeah, you know. But spoiler alert: these are old books. Yeah, Paul Atreides' son becomes a giant sandworm and rules for like thousands of years. Yeah. He becomes a giant godworm. It not so great a book, you know. Yeah, I, I read it. Don't care for it, but if you're gonna put somebody who turned into a giant fucking sandworm on screen, I've got to see that. Yeah, I've just got to see that. Um. Jezza just uh, posted women don't exist on our Twitch. And I got to say, uh, Jezza, wow, very open-minded and woke of you. You're right. Gender doesn't exist. Very cool of you. I second that. We just destroyed gender. We just destroyed gender on the podcast. We're oh. heroes. Good job, <laughs> Jezza. Really proud of you. And finally... The Steve Stubbs pick of the week is a Disney Plus Day surprise screening, which I went to as a woman for the first time ever. Female me went to a movie, and it was the scariest moment of my life. Okay, so uh, Disney Plus, every year of the anniversary of Disney Plus, they now do this thing called Disney Plus Day. They, they, uh, they release special things and giveaways and prizes and it's kind of like the dc fandom that happens every year where they talk about 
upcoming DC projects and they yeah. show previews of upcoming DC movies. It's like that, but for Disney, Disney Plus Day, they showed a quick preview of Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac, which I'm really excited about because Moon Knight is fucking insane. Literally. Fucking insane. They showed a preview of like, the... Like, I, like, I totally don't remember that. I must not have read enough Moon Knight. As far as I remember, it was just a couple of limited series. Yeah, uh, I have a... I have a rotating background wallpaper on my computer, and one of them is a, a panel from a Spider-Man comic. I think it's an Avengers comic, and it's Moon Knight and Spider-Man standing next to each other, and Moon Knight leans over to Spider-Man and says... Dude, I was totally spacing out. What's happening right now? And Spider-Man <laughs> says, Gamora seems to be taking over the family business. And Moon Knight goes, okay, cool. Who's Gamora again? And Spider-Man says, look, just punch the people who I'm punching in a minute, okay? <laughs> and that perfectly sums up Moon Knight. It's like Batman if he was batshit. Yeah. You know? It's like a... It's like a it's like Batman if he was batshit, or Deadpool if he was more serious. He's right in between those two. He's right in between Batman and Deadpool. Yeah. He demands vengeance and sometimes goes super violent, but also he's kind of crazy and insane. Right in the middle, that's fucking Moon Knight, and I'm really excited for the Moon Knight series. They also showed a preview of the She-Hulk television show. Yeah. Which also has what's his nuts, uh, Bark Ruffalo, uh, as the Incredible Hulk, and I'm really excited because there's a clip of the both of them, and it looks all grainy, like the 1970s. Yeah. And Jennifer Walters goes, "Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry." And it's like nice callback to fucking David Banner. Yeah. You know that's really cool of you because for a lot of people. Their first uh, taste of the Incredible Hulk was a TV drama that had nothing to do with supervillains. And then they showed a, a, a short preview of the Miss Marvel uh, TV show, the live-action Miss Marvel series, which I'm really excited about. I can't wait for white male comic book fans to get a taste of Miss Marvel, a teenage Muslim. Girl, a teenage Muslim girl who's a superhero. Can't wait for that. And so... Uh, wait, 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 wait. She's Miss Marvel? There's... I thought, I thought Monica Rambeau was Miss Marvel. They're both Miss Marvel. But, but it, in, originally in the comics, yes, Monica Rambeau took up the moniker Miss Marvel, but then later left the name Miss Marvel and became her own superhero, which was Photon. And then recently, within the last, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years, um, a young Muslim teenage girl who is a huge Carol Danvers fan took up the title Miss Marvel. And I just can't wait for a Marvel TV show centered around a young Muslim woman because yeah. white male comic book fans are going to shit themselves with rage. And that, their anger will fuel me. Yeah. And I will taste their rage and it will bring me joy. It'll make me feel like humans do with spice. Yes. 
their white male rage will be my spice. I'll be able to <laughs> fold space. Spice! So, uh, so it, at select AMC theaters, Disney for Disney Plus Day, they did surprise movie screenings. And every day at various times on Friday, Saturday, and today, which is Sunday, they have a surprise live action Disney movie, a surprise Disney animated movie, a surprise Marvel movie, and a surprise Star Wars movie. And I was really excited about this. They did the same thing during October with horror movies. You pay five bucks, you get to see a horror movie. It might be something new like Get Out or Us or the new Candyman. Or it might be something old. You might get a, a poltergeist. You might get an exorcist. You might get a shining. And that was really awesome uh, of an idea. So I went to Disney Plus Day on Saturday. On Friday, they showed for the live action Disney movie, they showed The Rocketeer. Yeah. Great fucking movie. For the Pixar movie, they showed Monsters, Inc. I assumed that they would go with the first one, Toy Story, but they went with Monsters, Inc., and that's a great choice. For the Star Wars movie, they chose Rogue One, which I thought was a good... I was hoping that it would be either Rogue One or Solo, and they chose Rogue One, and I was happy with that. And for the Disney animated film, they showed Raya and the Last Dragon, and I thought that's a decent... That's a decent uh, movie choice for the Disney animated feature. I assumed they would just show Frozen. Yeah. But they showed Ryan the Last Dragon. That's a good, I, that was a good choice. So I was really excited to go see it on Saturday. And I decided in the beginning of the week, and it's difficult to, I go to a lot of fucking movies. Yes, you do. But also, I'm trying to be a woman. I'm gender fluid. I'm, I'm male leaning gender fluid. Most of the time I'm a guy, but sometimes I'm a woman and it shouldn't be a big deal. It's fucking 2021. You can wear whatever the hell you goddamn want. We, we, we all have survived a deadly pandemic. It's still going on, but it's 2021. Do whatever you want. Wear whatever you want. Eat whatever you want. It fucking, we all could have died. It doesn't matter. Yeah. None of it matters. So I'm trying to, to, to embrace my feminine side yeah, more. Yeah, and... that's, that's what I've been saying a lot, too. Because, like, yeah. I, I still get kind of angry what's going on in the world and shit like that. But, like, I just try to rem remind myself, you know, it's just, it's just basically over. You know, all that's really left is trying to be as happy as you can be before we just fucking go out. Yeah. Because yeah. nothing is stopping us from going out. So, so it for the past couple of months, I've been I've been thinking quietly in my head that like I want to go to the movies as a woman. I've never gone to the movies as a woman. Steve has gone to the movies a ridiculous fucking amount of time. I went and saw 177 movie showings in a 66 week period of time between December 2018 and March 2020. But female me has never gone to the goddamn movies. And if female me is going to be taken seriously, then I need to fucking uh, try and go to the movies. But I was scared to do it in my small, racist, bigoted, fucking tiny, small town in the middle of Oklahoma. I was scared about doing that. But when I heard that they were doing these Disney Plus Day surprise screenings, 
they weren't doing it in my town. They were doing it uh, in Oklahoma City. And it's like, fuck, I can go to a, to, to a movie as a woman there. So I chose a movie theater that's, that's right next to a mall that has since been shut down. The, the movie theater is never packed. And it's like I, all week I've just been like, I'm going to go to the movies as a woman. But the first time ever, I'm super scared. I'm really nervous. And I was talking about it uh, all week on Twitter. And a trans friend of mine uh, saw that on Twitter and said, I'm just saying this for your safety, because I know the area that you live. If I was you, I wouldn't do it just to be safe. And I'm like, I understand. Uh, I am taking precautions. Yeah, I, 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 I fight so hard not to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's I, like, I, I, you know, I can't help it. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. I was and I, I was already worried with you being Mexican in the wrong place. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, and I told them, I said, I understand your concerns, but I, I can't fully under explain this to you, but I have to do this. Yeah. Plus, the movie theater is, is an older theater. It's in the middle of nowhere. I've never seen it packed. It, there's hardly anyone there. Every single solitary time I've gone to the bathroom, I've never been inside of the bathroom with another person. Ever. Yeah. And there's like three or four different bathrooms in there. This is the perfect place for me to try and go out uh, as a woman. And my wife said, maybe you should take somebody with you. Do you want to take Amber with you? Do you want to take Mal with you? And it's like, that's another thing. I can't explain this. I have to do this on my own. If it makes all of you uh, uh, feel better, I'll bring a box cutter. I mean, just to be safe. I'll bring a weapon. I'll put a bat in the car. I'll bring a box cutter in my purse. I'll play it safe. Yeah. So I, that, I got to honestly, the movie. Honestly, that would kind of make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's exactly what I did. So I got to the movie theater uh, yesterday afternoon. I got there a half hour early. <coughs> I was so nervous. I... I I said to my wife before I left, I said, Natasha, I want to ask you a question. And she said, sure. And I said, before I ask you this, I, I'm worried that I'm going to be asking you something that I'm scared of. And I'm worried that your calm, rational brain will just automatically spit out, well, you, you, you should do this, duh. But I want you to take into account, I'm more emotional. I want you to take into account my fears and my nervousness. So let me ask you this. What if I need to go to the fucking bathroom in the goddamn movie theater? And my wife just stopped and was like, do you feel comfortable going into the women's restroom? And I said, no. And she said, do you feel comfortable going into the men's restroom? And I said, no. And it's like, well, uh, so I brought an empty two liter bottle with me. That's how scared I was. Okay to go to the bathroom anywhere in public because I had never gone to a women's bathroom before. I, I, I thought about, I think about Mal a lot when I'm out and about as a woman because Mal told me once one of the best things ever that I absolutely needed to hear at the time and, and Mal, like, like, I'm tearing up saying this, but Mal, like, like stopped me at home and just said, your ultimate goal should not be to pass as a yeah. woman. Your goal 
should be to wear whatever you want and be comfortable in your own body. And you don't have to pass. You don't have to look like a woman in order to be a woman. What matters is that you're yourself. And like I, every time now that I go out as a woman, that is the one thing that's on my mind is what Mal said. Like I have a little Mal on my shoulder yeah. every time that I'm out as a woman. And those words mean so much to me. So I get to the movie theater and there's a shit ton of families, a shit ton of parents and kids. And they're running all over the place. And it's like, fuck, I brought a tub of, I brought my uh, refillable popcorn bucket so I could eat popcorn during this movie, but there's going to be 300 fucking kids in this theater and they're going to be running around and I won't be able to take off my mask because they'll be able to see my fucking mustache and they'll know that I'm a man uh, dressed as a woman and it's going to ruin me and I'm so fucking, and I, I haven't practiced my female voice and I'm so fucked and what the fuck am I going to do? Maybe I should turn around, but I'm like, no, I'm here. We're going to do this. So I get in line. And here's the biggest surprise. They were all there to watch the fucking Clifford movie. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? You're, these 30 kids are going to see the shitty ass fucking Clifford movie? That looks like crap. Which I'm going to see it tomorrow. It, it looks like <laughs> shit. You're all going to see fucking Clifford? Why are you going to see fucking Clifford? The fuck is wrong with you? So, uh, and here's a surprising thing about being a woman, is that when Steve is in line for a movie and there are kids, they're looking at me all scared, and they're pointing, and they're hiding by their mom, and they're not going anywhere near me. Apparently, all I need are fucking boobs, because all of the kids were talking to me. <laughs> I, it's I I'm still the same person, but apparently with boobs and covering up my facial hair, kids were just walking right up to me like, "Hi, my name is Mark. What's your name? My mom's letting me buy this from the snack bar. I'm really excited. We're going to see Clifford. What are you seeing? I'm gonna go see my mom now. Bye." And like one kid was like, tried to hold my hand, like tugging on my shirt, and it's like, "Oh my god." You're being so nice to a stranger and your parents are letting it happen because your parents think I have a fucking vagina. <laughs> what a fucking shock this is. So yeah, only one family was going to see the, the Disney movie. And so they were sitting in the middle. I sat in the back row, took my mask off, drank the soda I snuck in, ate popcorn, watched the movie. I went to the bathroom twice. I went to the women's room. No one was in the bathroom. No one goes to this fucking theater. It was the perfect time for me to try and be bold. And it was, it was fucking wonderful. I went to the movies as a woman. The sad part was, was that I was under the impression that on Friday, they're going to show all of these surprise movies. And then on Saturday, they're going to show different movies. And then on Sunday, they're going to show different movies. And I'm like, ooh, I wonder what movie I'm going to see. It was Raya and the Last Dragon again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's disappointing. They're going to be showing the same movies Friday and Saturday and Sunday. On the positive side, tonight at 9.30, they will be showing Rogue One in theaters. Okay. 
if you're a Star Wars fan, you can go see Rogue One tonight at your participating AMC theater. And it, it was just so exciting that, like, I went to the movies by myself as a woman. I went to the bathroom as a woman for the first time. And when I exited the theater, I took a selfie of myself <coughs> in front of the theater, and I was so happy that I said, fuck it. Steve is scared to go back to the bookstore that fired him along with 1,800 other employees as a desperate cost-cutting measure to stay in business. I, as a woman, I'm going back to the bookstore, and I did. I went back to the bookstore for the first time since 2018, and I went as a woman, and I was so fucking happy. It's been a big weekend for me. What happened there? Uh, I went into the bookstore. I went to the bathroom as a woman in the bookstore for the first time. I went to the kids section. I, I got two books. And here's the thing. I was walking around the bookstore, and I was looking at every employee, and I'm like, there's two people in the cafe. I don't know who they are. There's a manager doing interviews at the cafe. I don't know who the manager is. Here's someone putting away <coughs> magazines. I don't know who this person is. Here's two people putting away uh, uh, shelving a V-cart. I don't know who these people are. Okay, I'm safe being here as a woman because I didn't work with any of these people. Uh, I Sure, I worked there for a long time, but that was 2018, and now the store has moved on. I don't know any of these people, so I can be comfortable being a woman at this store and so I pick two books to buy, and I go to the register, and of fucking course, I work with the only guy at the register. Yeah. I worked with the guy behind the counter for three years, and I'm like, fuck, I've already done so many firsts. You mean to tell me that I need to face a coworker as a woman an ex-co-worker as a woman and like I'm fucking sweating bullets like oh my god I've got it this is fucking scary as shit I don't know if I can do this I don't know if I can do this and it's like dude you've already done so much you went to the movies you went to the bathroom you've got this so I went and bought the books in front of it went from someone that I worked for three years with yeah they had no fucking clue who I was yeah. At all. And afterwards, they said, okay, here you go, man. Have a good day. And I'm like, thank you. You too. And I walked right out of there, and it was the greatest <coughs> feeling in the world. And I felt so good. It was the first time that I ever fully felt like I was a woman. At first, in the near the beginning of the year, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be uh, dressing in drag. I'm going to be a man doing drag. And then eventually, I'm going to be a man but I'm going to be a woman now. I'm going to dress as a woman. Yesterday was the first time ever that I felt like I was a woman. And it was one of the biggest, most important times. And so I bought a, uh, a little uh, Raya and the Last Dragon doll. And I've got it in my background because that movie means a lot to me. The movie's okay. But it means a lot to me because it was the first movie that I went to as a woman. So this whole yeah. weekend I, has been a, a, a big weekend of persons for me. It's the first time ever that, like, I, I am a man. And then I'm going to be a woman for a while. And then that was fun. I'm going to change back into a man. But this is the first time that, that like, I'm just going to be a woman for a while. Yeah. And, like, oh, I need to go to the store. I don't know if I should go to the store because I'm, I'm a woman right now and I've never done that. And it's like, fuck, I don't care what anyone thinks right now. I'm going in there. And I went and I bought 
uh, uh, oranges and apples and straw, uh, uh, bananas for the kids as a woman. And I, I'm just, I'm really proud of myself and I'm, I'm trying to be more, this is a chance for me to be someone different. And I haven't been someone different in a really long time. Uh, Steve is very frightened and uh, female me just doesn't give a fuck. And I'm really happy about that. And, and I've done a lot. And so that's my movie pick of the week. I saw Raya and the Last Dragon. I think that came out during the pandemic. I, I think I, I am still not familiar with this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, apparently I had only seen like half of it, so I, I this was the first time that I saw it all the way through, and it, it it's a great movie, and I really liked it, and it's about dragons and what is totally not China, but it's definitely China, and yeah, it, it's a really good movie, and I, it, it was fun, but it the movie didn't matter. What matters is that I'm finally trying to be myself yeah. for the first time in forever. Cool. For the first time in forever. So that's I am, it. I, I am proud. Thank you. So that's it for Steve Stuffs this week. Uh, Antlers, it's alright. Dune, eh, you should see the, the original because it's a fucking crazy ass shit show. And uh, I went to the movies for the first time as a woman, and I'm really proud of myself. Next week, I'm going to see Clifford. I'm going to see Clifford tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what else I'm going to see. Everyone's ranting and raving about House of Gucci, but that just looks like shit to me. Yeah. It just looks like it's going to be two hours and 45 minutes of, hey, I'm an Italian. Gucci is pride, but Gucci is also vengeance. Gucci is in vengeance. I am Gucci. You're not Gucci. I'm Gucci. Hey, I'm yeah. gucci here. And I, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, next, be sure and join us next time for more up-to-date movie reviews with Steve Stubbs of the Week. And cut on that. Oh, funny. QAnon Shaman, oh QAnon Shaman, how misunderstood you are. You're not there, Shaman. I understand. I understand you. I too was forced out of my chosen career as an exotic dancer due to my lack of nipples. Just as the satanic liberal elite preventing you from getting your ceramics degree from Glendale Community College. How it must have broken your sweet artistic heart. You would be an admiral by now if it wasn't for that nonsense with the anthrax vaccine thingy. I too was forced out of my military service in the Salvation Army just because I showed a gay person respect once. Once! At least you got your participation medals, so that's something. I had to steal my bell. But you shine so shined. Too brightly, my little poopa. Far too bright for the snowflake, the adrenochrome, drinking deep state communists. If 
only they had read your self-published mushroom-inspired books. I sleep with them under my pillow every night. And I intend to read them sometime soon. But instead, they put you in jail. And for what? For wanting to kill Nancy Pelosi and hanging Mike Pence? Reason, schmeason. No, it's to silence you and your beautiful, beautiful truth. They tried to silence me when I went on Facebook to warn the world about the Joe Biden clones with infiltrated school boards all over the country. And then they wanted to deny you an organic meal. Well, the joke's on them. You eat three times a day, every single day. Who's the real victim here? I know what it's like to have dietary needs. Even a little milk gives me that explosive diarrhea. And too many peas make me hallucinate. This is cruel and unusual punishment. There isn't even an on-premise dry cleaners. What are you supposed to do? Send your buffalo headdress out to be martinized? You can't afford that and your makeup at the same time. I know you could use Revlon, but Bill Nye has the most vibrant colors that doesn't irritate your skin. Oh. Oh. I salute your flag-painted face in a way the socialist sissies never will. That's the problem with this country. Nobody respects the flag anymore. But you do. Every single day. Shine on, my glorious bastard. Oh, my dear sweet William Wallace. They would never understand your kind of suffering. They will never understand your pain. They've never been on the professional tanning circuit. And it shows. And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Funny. Yes. Are you ready for another exciting installment of Bunny Verses? Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you amped up? Are you hyped? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to do it? Are, are you revved up? Are, are you keyed up? Are you queued up? Are you ready to do it? I am. Hell yeah! Well, without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus. And now here is your host, Bunny Williams. Take it away, Bunny. So what'd you think? <laughs> I liked it. I liked huh? it a lot. When I, I didn't hear the beginning. But when I did start hearing it, I really liked it. I, I, I really warmed to Jeannie's voice. At, when I first created it, the idea was what I wanted was for QAnon Karen 
to sound exactly like Dora. So I was doing a Dora accent, a Dora the Explorer accent. Kids, do you see socialism? But I've really come to like Jeannie's voice. It's really perfect for that character. Yeah. Fed up like that. I really like it. It's really good. Good. Thank you. I keep Thank I you. kept I kept staring at the eyes and they kept moving in this way that really freaked the shit out of me. <laughs> it, 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 the eye kept getting dragged a little bit and I just kept staring. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. But but let's get directly to the horse in the room. Okay? Okay. Joe Rogan sucks cock. Joe Rogan is a cocksucker in more ways than one. Yeah. See now now but now I thought about this. And first the first thing that comes to to my mind is like Picture it's not true. You know. And then, second, in fact, I think I want this as a live broadcast somewhere. I feel that Joe Rogan is too much of a thick boy to actually reach. I feel that you need to be taller and skinnier. Willy Wonka definitely can do that to himself. I don't think Joe Rogan can. Well, I feel like this would be an historic event, okay? And that years after, like 20 years in the future, like if we have one, of course. Yeah. Big it. Now when you say anything in the future, you, you kind of just have to giggle a little. Oh. <laughs> but like 20 years in the future, you could turn to any stranger and say, hey, you remember that time Joe Rogan sucked his own cock? And you would instantly be friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and I think that, like, in more like a hundred years, or maybe like 150, closer to 200 it, of course, would evolve and shorten to become the standard greeting. So, like, in the future, you would not say hello to someone. You would say, Joe, Joe Rogan's cop. Yeah, that's the, way, that's the way that people greet each other. Hey, and did you know that? Say, and a mighty fine Joe Rogan's cop to you, too. Hey, Vin Diesel has a twin brother. Like a holiday. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you. That's how. That's another way to greet people. Vin Diesel, that's a good brother. You know, so like, so like, further in the future, like when the Vulcans actually land, you know, and it's this whole big ceremony, you know, and they're coming out with gifts, and the humans are coming up with gifts, and. They say live long and prosper, and the humans look at them and they bow their heads solemnly and hold out a pillow with a pickle on it and say, Joe Rogan's cock. I just feel that Joe Rogan is too much of a big, hearty, thick boy in order to actually 
reach his nether regions with his mouth. If you told me Timothy Chaomlet could do that, I would I would be like, oh yeah, absolutely. He could definitely do that to himself. You say Joe Rogan, and it's like, ah, uh, I need some fucking proof. Yeah, man, but but like at the same time, like, what a weird lie to come out with. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, <coughs> um, I, mean, like, I actually like this anywhere. This was in Variety, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. I like the I, I like the fact that Joe Rogan says that because before Joe Rogan came out and said that, I specifically anytime someone gave me COVID advice, it's like, hey, you should be washing your hands and not touching your face and staying six feet apart. I would say, I'm not sure if I should trust your medical advice. Can you suck your own dick? Yeah. And if they said no, it. It, I can't, can't, and it's like, well, why should I be listening to your medical advice then? So kudos to Joe Rogan. It's like, hey, I'm taking horse dewormer, and I can suck it. It's like, okay, <laughs> there you go. I'm going to listen to your medical advice. Yes. I, I just think that it is an event that can be just world-changing, you know? <clears throat> So everything that came before this would be considered JC, Joe's cock. Yeah. Know? Like AD. Well, BC, BC before and... cock. Yeah. I like that. I'm down and with that. AD after he comes? After I'm not Dick. sure what, what? After Dick. After Dick. Thank you. After Dick, that's perfect. Nice, yeah. Anno Dickening, I think, is what it would be in Latin. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you kind of did how you're how you're doing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm... Do you have anything to add? <laughs> yeah. So I went to the movies as a woman for the first time ever, and it was scary as fuck. I also went to the bathroom as a woman for the first time ever, and that was scary as fuck. Uh. I went back to the bookstore for the first time ever as a woman, and that was scary as fuck. And I was so excited and so high just to finally get to the point where I felt like a woman for the first time ever that as I'm driving home, <coughs> my wife texts me and says, hey, I need to go to the store. I need to go to a couple of places. I need to go to Walmart. I need to go to wherever. Do you want to come with me? If you want, you can stay in the car. You don't have to come in. But I was so high from all of the like firsts that I have that I just I just got bold and went, fuck it. I'm coming to the store with you. And I it, the way that I saw it was like I've done so many, I've jumped off so many cliffs today that now at the end of the day, I've reached the boss level. Going to the Walmart in my small, bigoted, racist town as a woman. Yeah. This is the boss. This is Bowser. And so we pulled up into the parking lot of the Walmart, and I am freaking out like my chest hurts. My spine is on fire. I'm, like, hyperventilating. And also, I'm wearing my, 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 my jean vest, 
and it says pride in big letters on it and it's got like a rainbow flag and 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 i'm like i don't know if i can do this i, I don't know if i can do this at all i'm gonna not wear the vest i'm not gonna do this and 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 my wife god bless her would bless her just said like i'll, I'll hold your hand the whole time and this and that and so I did it. I went inside of Walmart in my small ass town as a woman. And it was the scariest fucking goddamn thing that I've ever done. But I did it and I'm proud. And I even talked to people. There was one time we were checking out the toys and Natasha said, oh, damn it. I forgot. I have to go get this thing. Do you want to come with me? And I said, no, you go. I'll stay here. And Natasha's like, are you sure? Leaving you alone? inside of this Walmart, and I'm like, yeah, I got it, you go. So Natasha left me, and I was there all alone, just as a woman in the Walmart, in my small-ass town, and I'm going down the aisle, and there's an old white couple in front of me that's taking up the entire aisle, and I'm like, shit, I need to get them to move. In order to do that, I need to talk to them. I've got a female voice. It's the same thing. I just try and soften it. Yeah. This is my female voice. I think it's okay, but also I've never fully worked on it. And also, if you can tell, it's quiet as fuck. Yeah. I, I don't have the volume on it yet, so it's like, shit. Like, I need to talk to people to get them to move, but I'm just scared to do it. And, and then that was like the last cliff I had to jump off of yesterday and I'm like excuse me can, can I just really quickly get through and they're like oh sorry sorry ma'am and I'm like oh it's okay and I move and it's just like it's such an exhilarating feeling to finally just be out and to be who you are and yeah so then today like I woke up like the first time that like I I spent most of the day as a woman and then went to bed as a woman and then woke up as a woman and so I was spending time with the kids, and Eleanor loves other mother. Oh, my God, my five-year-old must have drawn me, I think, three or four times today. Yeah. Other mother, can I draw you? You just drew me. I just want to draw you again. I love you so much. And they're cuddling on me and, and just, oh, Eleanor loves other mother. And so uh, Natasha said, hey, do you want to get McDonald's for the kids? Sure. And I dressed up as a woman, and it was just automatic and i went to mcdonald's and and i i got food for the kids as a woman and while i'm waiting for the food i thought oh you know what i should stop at the store and get some strawberries for the kids because they've been eating strawberries like they're going out of style but then i'm like oh i can't do it because i'm a woman but that's when it hit me that like this is my opportunity to not be myself steve is very scared hates himself, hates the way he looks, but, like, if I'm going to be a woman, if I'm going to be a different person, fuck, let's get some fucking balls, you know? So I went yeah. to the store, to my neighborhood grocery store, as a woman, by myself, gave no fucks, and I'm just, I'm, I'm really fucking proud of myself. And also, uh, I still have the male me inside of me, I still have Steve inside of me. So if someone does give me shit, I can get violent in a moment's fucking notice. Yeah. If I need to. So, but I haven't needed to. It, it, it's difficult for me because 
because the guy me does this all the time, but it's difficult as female me to just not see how everyone is looking at me. Yeah. But once you just, once you just learn. Oh my God. Are you choking? Are you choking? Nah, she's just coughing. Okay, good. Uh, I don't know the Heimlich. Once you get, once you stop looking at everyone and just focus on yourself and what you have to do, then it's pretty easy to be a woman. I think Natasha and I are going to the store to get sugar after the podcast. And like, I'm totally fine with that. I'm, I'm becoming more comfortable as who I am. Uh, other mother might take, uh, Eleanor to school tomorrow. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it. I'm like, how long can I be a woman this time? Well, I have to be a guy to take Eleanor to school because all of the parents are there and they'll look at me funny. But then I realized like none of the parents talk to me. None of the parents know who the fuck I am. Why should I give a shit what these fucking white parents think of me? I can dress however the fuck I want. So I think uh, other mother might take my, take my kids to school tomorrow. That's that's really exciting. My next big step, though, is I want to do story time as a woman. Yeah. And I was like, how do I do that, though? And then I came up with, with, with the hook. This is the hook. And I'm like, uh, hello, hello, everybody. It's me, not Mr. Steve. And it's time for another story time. You might be wondering, gee, where is Mr. Steve? He can't be here. I'm going to do story time for him. And I think you'll find that we are a lot alike. And then I just do a regular story time, but with a slightly more feminine voice and just do it a normal way. And then the next story time, I can just be Steve and be like, hello, it's me, Mr. Steve. Did you like the last story time? We had a special guest. I really liked it. I think she'll be appearing more often at story time and I can do story time as both people, and I'm really excited about that idea. Yeah. Because if I treat them as two separate individuals, I think I can get away with being a YouTube channel that is also gender fluid. Yeah. I think I can find a way to make a, to do a gender fluid LGBTQIA positive channel while also getting away with it, you know? Yes. Also, you need to... um be okay with the fact that they're going to see that as a character as opposed to gender fluidity. Yeah, but I feel that I feel that that's just for the beginning, and then eventually I can like I can slowly go towards that. I absolutely cannot do this. I do not have the nails right now. My nails are actually pretty short. Uh, Bunny, I wanted to talk to you about something. Yes. I got a text, and. I'm, I'm really proud of this. Okay, so there's a scam going on where you get texts from a bot who pretends to be a woman and you get texts from a bot that pretends to be a woman who accidentally texted you and you're not really texting a person, you're just texting like a, a scam robot that tries to get you to join this adult website and yeah. and asks you these personal questions to try and get information off of you. It's all a big scam. And I had heard about it during the summer and I'm like, oh man, I wish I could get that to happen to me. 
so I finally got the text a couple of days ago, and and so, uh, so this is the text I received. Hey, are you Ruben? This is Maria. We talked on POF last time I went up to see my cousin, but we didn't meet in person. I back, I'm back in town for a little bit if you wanted to really go out this time. Are you up to it? Smiley face emoji. And I was so excited, like, this is my chance. So I, so I, texted, I texted Maria back. Uh, Hello, Maria, this is Ruben. I have recently been bitten by a werewolf. I can definitely go out as long as it's not a full moon. I am being very serious. I am wearing black socks, which proves how serious I am. So she texted back, golly, did I just accidentally text some random dude? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I could be stupid occasionally laughing emoji and then sent me a uh, selfie of herself, which is obviously some picture from some adult site that's just been cropped. So I put, so I texted her back. No, it's me, Ruben. I'll send you a picture. And I sent a gif of a werewolf attacking someone because okay. Ruben is a werewolf. So then I, so then I decided to try and. Oh no, the villagers have kidnapped me, Maria, my love. They say the only way to secure my freedom is for you to send eight thousand Bitcoin. Please, Maria, save me, your darling Ruben, and send the Bitcoin. They're already sharpening wooden stakes. It was all day. It was <laughs> all day. And it was incredible. My darling Maria, I have escaped the villagers, but I have now been kidnapped by government agents. They say they will perform hideous experiments on me unless you send 8,500 Bitcoin. Please save me, obviously, real Maria. And I just kept, thank you for not being ticked off. I guess not all men are dicks that give out wrong numbers. Ha, ha, ha. Want to talk? What's your name? I told you, Maria, my name is Ruben, and I am a werewolf, and I feast on your dead grandfather's corpse and also baby belt cheese because they are yummy. My, I love Satan and also scrapbooking. I only date women who know what a Cleveland steamer is and are willing to do it to me in the ball pit of a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> awesome. Lovely to meet you. Thanks for being cool. What sort of hobbies do you do for fun? Well, I usually just slaughter puppies and shit on your dead mother's face. So, you know, the usual stuff. Tell me something about you, Maria. Like, what's your social security number and your mother's maiden name? And can I send you a link to my poetry? And then I sent her the entire B-movie script. <laughs> and it was just all day, and it was so much fun. Maria, I have been stabbed in the heart with a wooden stake covered in garlic, which, as everyone knows, is fatal for werewolves. But I texted wrong, so I put, which as everyone knows is fat for werewolves. Yeah, I posted yeah. the whole thing on Twitter. It, it, I'm only doing like the, my favorite bits. I fear I am not long for this world, so I must tell you one final thing. If you send me a picture of your puckered up asshole, I will send you $1,000. So then <laughs> it, it became this whole massive thing. And then eventually she sent me a nude picture of herself again, which was obviously just taken from some adult website. So I texted her back. Uh, I do not care. I am gay. I am a gay werewolf. So much fun. And it's like, oh, this is supposed to be a scam. But I tried to scam the scammers. And it's like, oh, they got nothing personal from me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then I posted on Twitter and people started, like, doing, like, fanfic for it. And someone, 
someone gave her the name Maria Totes Reel. Okay. And then everyone on Twitter started talking about Maria Totes Reel and Ruben the Vampire. Like, oh, uh, a love made for the ages. Yes. You know? So I just want to say thank you to Maria Totes Reel, who is obviously out there somewhere just waiting for me, you know? Well, not waiting for me, waiting for Ruben the werewolf. So uh, that was that was one of the proudest moments of the week for me. Really shows I got some free time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, that's my <laughs> week. Uh, what about you, Bunny? How are you? What about me is I really got to pee, so I want to get over to break. <laughs> yes. So I can make that happen. So okay. My... Bladder is literally asking me, and I must answer. And the only possible answer is yes. self adhesive tape? Yes, please. And, and cut, on, cut that. on that. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this. Do, 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 et cetera, and break. 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 We are breaking. We are. Bob can't dislike you. But Bob will tell you this. You haven't got long before you all try to kill yourselves. Because you're crazy. And you can protect it back at the Bob. But there's only what lives inside of each and every one of you. I like these posts in the rants and raves section of the Oklahoma City craigslist page because it i i guess it's just justifying my beliefs people are horrible the headline is usa and mexico god okay uh all right i'm gonna keep a positive attitude towards this i was visiting with a blood relative who was married to a mexican And the relative brought up Trump and the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go, Trump, go, baby. Build that beautiful wall. So happy to be a brown-skinned individual. In the Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so uh, welcomed and invited. Just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. It's like, man, they make sure to put their sights on me first. It's like I have red dots all around me from their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm going to get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. I'll start saying y'all. I need I need to go whiteface. I'm gonna live here any longer. 
Really excited about that. A one, two, three, four. You look so pretty next to somebody else. I'll tell you, I'll just tell you. You look so pretty when you walk away. I'll tell you, I'll just tell you. Hey everybody, it's me, Dabney. You know the rest. The Church of Edwood and Undead Cow Studios are proud to bring you a new semi-regular segment called Exciting New Death Scenarios. The Fukushima nuclear plant in Japan opens up these exciting possibilities for new death scenarios. First up, those suffering depression and suicidal thoughts have a new option by simply eating the tuna. Of course, in America, you can still just buy a gun. For the rest of us, the Hodiako red-backed vole is becoming super intelligent and will conquer the world. That would be the Republican Party for our friends in America. And with a purposeful grimace and a terrible smell, the remarkably growing odds of death by Godzilla. Climate change can also have its fun. 
In the Bronx, you'll have the opportunity to be killed by a polar bear as they are forced out of their natural habitat. Would you like, would you like to combine death with pleasure? You can march with thousands of others to your death by visiting beautiful Florida resorts. Want to show the world how badass you are? Why not a badass death? Rising temperatures makes it as easy as pie. Just leave your house without putting on sunscreen. In other new and interesting ways to die, if you want to be killed by this, this, or this, go out dressed like this, this, or this. Increased fracking wildly ups the odds for dying in an earthquake, and becoming a protester wildly ups the odds for dying by vehicular homicide. And of course, gluten. In a recent Gallup poll, 20% of those asked said they would rather die from free government guns than living through another soul-sucking day. 30% said they'd rather die resisting than bow down to a megalomaniac, and 43% said they would rather let their internal organs fail instead of being thrown out on the streets. So I hope you enjoyed the all-new and exciting death scenarios, but remember, if you're old-fashioned, there's always the white Christian male. Hi, I'm Reverend Steve. Now, I know you love OSI 74, and so do I. But what about that soul-sucking commute to the ransom cluster boil you call a job? The Pope on Film can help. Next to the awesome podcast. Each week, we cover a random film for your pleasure. Visit us at popeonfilm.com for more info. The Pope on Film, your alternative to suicide. Are you a woman in the Utah area looking for ugly clothing? Then stop on down to the Black Dress Warehouse. We are Utah's leading supplier of black or dark gray dresses. Do you want to look like a housewife? Do you want to look like a woman who is suffering depression or is possibly mourning the loss of a, of a loved one? Or perhaps you're a woman being haunted by the grim specter of death. If you are, then come on down to Black Dress Warehouse. We sell black dresses, and that's it. Off of Route 9 and Main Street, Black Dress Warehouse. Oh, oh, when you think you're ready, down to Crazy Eddie, the man who's got most everything. Stereo sound, his audio selection, Wally with your perfection. He's the man with all the lowest prices around. So come on down and put him to the test. See whose prices really are the best. Who fix you up with the sound of your place and guarantee a smile upon your face. When you think you're ready, down to Crazy Eddie, the man who's got most everything, a stereo sound. And so the story's told across the whole wide world, Crazy Eddie will not ever be undersold. Need a new stereo color TV CB? Call 645-1196 for the most ridiculous prices ever during Crazy Eddie's Christmas sale. In August?
You don't have to imagine that we're back Cause we are You were groomed to take over the family business I don't have anybody else I can count on I'm not like you, I can just pull the trigger and kill somebody for, for the $5,000 I'm not gonna do it Stupid guys, I'm in charge here now. Tom, how are you? Listen, my son is flying to LA tomorrow. Can you look after him? Mom, this is Ivan. Hi, Ivan. Welcome to America. Just nice to you, Did this in Mafiosi's Moscow? Guys, where's Ivan at? We don't know where Ivan is yet. His uncle killed his father so he could take over the family business. I'll pick you up from the airport, sir. Don't screw around. This guy's crazy. He's here to kill his nephew. He has a problem killing you. Get out of here, I'll keep him busy. I got you now, Jacob. Just want to see what I see in you. If I will only the air you breathe, I'd still be happy. Baby, it would be enough. I love you so much. Cause he... And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. <clears throat> See what I did with my hair there? That was beautiful. It's uh, it classic. Thank you. It's time, buddy! It is time. Yes, buddy, my friend, it is time. Once again, for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to casually saunter our way into the final act of the show, and it is said final act wherein we finally eventually get around to discussing our all-new extra-strength, high-fiber, low-fat, turbocharged, all-wheel-drive, hand-picked, hand-crafted, and hand-me-down movie of the week! And this week, the master of action. Michael Mann is at it again with an intricate, intricately, intricate, 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 in, thank you, with an intricately crafted crime drama that reinvents the genre with compelling performances and a tight script that barrels full force towards the viewer with the masterful precision of a Swiss timepiece. Yes! Whoa. It's time for us to watch the beautifully crafted masterpiece of cinema, the 2007 Oscar-nominated 
award-winning crime drama, Born into Mafia! Yes. All of those platitudes came from reviews of the film Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Heat. <laughs> the 90s film Heat. Uh, but this movie, Born into Mafia, this is not Heat. Uh, this is an indie piece of shit from 2007 by some guy named Vitali Versace. No relation. No. At all. Because if an actual. Or he would have had money for the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if an actual Versace made this movie, it would have looked a lot more like uh, "You Me Madness" or whatever the fuck that movie was. Yeah. Me, you, madness? You, me, madness? One of those. You think? One of those, yeah. Uh, this movie is so. I, I, I just want bad. to say. Yes, and first say what you're off, saying. I'm going to get a drink. That thanks to the help of Barb and Star, I was able to pull back my sheer hatred for this movie and found a place to forgive. Nice. Nice. Because, like, at the end of the day, this is a bunch of kids who got together, pooled their money, and made a movie, and it sucks. Like, it's fun gonna. You know? fun, fact, the, fun fact, the end credits of this movie are, like, Three and a half hours long. Oh God, we we will get to that. Yeah, like I timed it. <laughs> I think it's roughly ten minutes, which is phenomenal because uh, it's just like ten dudes making this movie. Yeah. Uh, so you know, from that regard, okay. Well, you know, like I have to encourage. I have to encourage their effort. Yeah, it's but like this was horribly it, amateurish, even for a guerrilla movie. Yeah, like I love movies like these because you see this movie, you see Vitali Versace's Born into Mafia, and you go, like you see Dune, you see Dune, and go, wow, this is epic, epic in scope, epic in grandeur. Wow, this 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 movie, it it took a team of. A thousand people to make this movie. But then you see Born into Mafia and you go, I could make this. Like, yeah. I, so I, you, you have to respect a movie like this, like Born into Mafia, because you see it and you go, shit, what's stopping me from making a movie? Because, like, it, I, I honestly believe that this movie and all the other movies that these people made are like some sort of a scam because one thing that I have learned now that I have Amazon Prime is they'll buy anything. Yeah. They'll buy anything. And so they make this movie for what, $1,000? And, and you can now buy it on Amazon. You can now rent it on Amazon Prime. You know, yeah. so like, 
So you see this movie and you go, shit, what's stopping me from making a movie? If this film sucks, but they made it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's difficult to explain, but I love movies like this. You well, again, like I go, say, I, yeah, like I, can make I a movie. applaud the effort. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry you failed. I hope you learned a lot, and your next movie is better. You know? Yeah, there are two like, movies like that's, in... You know, so, like, again, a place of forgiveness. But this what movie's I... fucking horrible. Yeah, there's two scenes in the beginning of the film where they're in a restaurant. In Russia. I didn't know they had olive gardens in Russia. Uh... And I love the scenes in the restaurant because it's obvious that they're, they're just putting in the background the sounds of a restaurant, of people talking, of people eating, of silverware lightly scraping upon a plate. But also, the restaurant is obviously closed and you're the only fucking people there. <coughs> yeah. So it makes the whole scene really creepy, like the hero's dad is shot dead. You hear one person scream, and then you hear the sound of an entire restaurant just continuing to eat. Yeah. But no one is there. Oh, I love this movie so much. <laughs> and come on, look, look. You, If you're guerrilla filmmaking... Yeah. You can get an exterior, like you could just, you, you're in a car, you have the window rolled down, your friend pulls up to the fanciest restaurant in fucking town. Yeah. You film some footage, you lean out the window, you film some footage until you start getting nervous and then you tell them to drive away. It doesn't have to be an exterior of a fucking olive garden. And they show the the Olive Garden <coughs> sign. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like they meet at a. Well, they showed they showed like all of the sign except for where it literally said Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah, but you can tell that it's an Olive Garden. You can tell that this whole thing is happening in an Olive Garden. The entire film is just insane. They meet at a library in what is supposed to be Russia, but this Russian library has all of these English language posters all over it. You know? And, uh... uh the, oh, the part that I loved is that, oh, you're at an American-looking... You're at an American library in Russia. Gee, I didn't know that Russia had copies of Sedona Magazine. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that one of the biggest publications in Russia is a magazine about Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, You're not also, even well, I was trying. Like, yeah, I was also like, why, why did you just get a foreign girlfriend? Not that there's anything wrong with a foreign girlfriend, but it seems like you're trying to tell a bit of a fish-out-of-water story with he's from Russia and he's in L.A. You would want kind of a blonde, bouncy, all-American yeah. girl to, to, like, show him the ways of the American culture. 
you know? Like, yeah. going out for ice cream and you know, taking a walk on the beach or whatever like that. And then I get to the end credits and I was like, oh, okay, I know why she's foreign. She's got money in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way with one of the worst actors, the bald guy. Yeah. His, his character gets shot in the head, in the brain, right here. He gets shot point blank in the head and he's dead. But apparently, maybe he has maybe he has Wolverine's healing power because he's in the end of the movie. <laughs> he fucking died and he came back to life to be at the end of the film. He is the absolute worst actor. I I, I did a, a sizzle reel on, on Twitter of the scene in the Olive Garden where the, the mafia boss gets shot. And then the scene where he shows up to the friends who are playing basketball. Yeah. One of the most masterful acting sequences of all time. That bald guy and the two friends. Oh, I love this movie so much. What the fuck are up with the word bubbles? The word bubbles! Okay. We, we oh, hashed around that a lot. And the best that we can come to is the Russian mob is all made out of telepaths. Or maybe... Because there just... was a scene where... And this is the one that was the most telling. There was a scene where they were playing cards and they were talking to each other all in thought bubbles. Yeah. Yes! And while they were playing cards, none of their lips were moving. Then yes, I, I totally didn't think about that. Because, like, at first I thought, was that supposed to mean that they were speaking Russian? You know? Maybe. But, but in this scene, none of their lips were moving, so they had to have been telepaths. That's a really good point. I they didn't think about that. They were literally talking about Legend of the Fall and how great Brad Pitt is. The way that I saw it was, hey, the, the way we think about it is that in foreign countries, they get our pop culture later. So maybe, even though it's 2007, maybe in Russia, they're just really big VH1 pop-up video fans. Yeah. And so there's just pop-ups that are appearing throughout the movie. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. Well, I'm, it makes me wonder uh, if there's a Born into Mafia 2, because I'm pretty sure the Russian mob all turns into scanners. Uh, fun fact, Bunny, uh, yes, uh, Born into Mafia 2 came out in summer of last year. It's currently free on YouTube, and the people at Antflix, like Netflix, but for ants, proudly proclaimed that Born into Mafia 2 features Jeff the Drunk. Yes, the Jeff the Drunk from the Howard Stern Show. Okay. That, I think that says a lot about this production company. 
that they are proudly announcing that Jeff the Drunk from the Howard Stern Show is in Born Into Mafia 2. You know? I think that I, the way that I felt about this movie was that I felt that Vinny Vitaly Versace, if that's his real name, I doubt it, um, definitely explained this movie the same way that Ed Wood did at the Brown Derby. Yeah. That's just what this is. A supernatural, uh, a monster movie with the scariest monster of all. Oh, I don't like monster movies. I like something, I like something more, rom that's, I like something more with heart. Well, that's just what this film is. A touching romance. Yeah. And that that's the way that he described this movie, that he described it like five different times to different people. So, so the difficult part about discussing this movie is that there is no information about this movie at fucking all. Yeah. Uh, there's no Wikipedia page. There's no Rotten Tomato page. There's an IMDb page, which I'm one million percent certain was entirely created by Vitaly Versace. Yeah. And has very little information about it. So I tried to figure out what I could. This is an Antflix movie, A-N-T-F-L-I-X, like Netflix, but you take away the net and you add ants. And it's an Anton Pictures production. As far as I can tell, Antflix and possibly Anton Pictures is just one or a couple of Russian-Romanian friends that just make extremely low-budget movies and releases them. And again, I think it's a scam because well, Amazon well, it's, Prime it's, will literally buy anything. It's a, lot, it's a lot like I am Undead Cow Studios and you are the Church of Ed Wood. Yeah. And when we, when we are doing something together, then I'm crediting both. Yes. Something like yes. Undead Cow Studios in association with the Church of Edward or something like that. You know, but it's the same thing. Like, Anton Productions, it's it's just George Anton, his friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, I'm pulling up uh, Antflix Studios right now. Oh, good news! Deception is back on YouTube. So, so here are some of the movies that they've made. Okay? Okay. Lord of the Magic Ring. Okay. feel like that might be based on something else, but what that something else is, I just can't put my finger on it. No. The Passions of Jesus Christ? Yeah. That is a, a drama and also a documentary. Uh, well, it's, it's, also, it's also very formal using his whole name like that. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I believe all of these are available for free on YouTube. Uh, Men in Suits? That one has to do with aliens, if you can believe that. Okay. Wink, wink. And uh, so, they did... So they're Asylum without money. Yes, yes. They also released a film about dreams called Deception, and it got pulled from YouTube 
But uh, good news, it's back on YouTube, so you can watch Deception. Okay. And this film, Born into Mafia. Uh, the hard, so, so I tried to find as much information as I could. There is an antflix.com. It is a hideous fucking mess of a website that makes edward.org look like Google. Yeah. It is a fucking mess, and it's, it, you know, it's a mess. And Anton Pictures also has a website, georgeanton.com. There's hardly anything on the website, and what is on the website is in another language that I can't understand. Hey. <laughs> Like, there's very little reviews about this. The movie has a 1.4 on IMDb, and according to Rotten Tomatoes, this film doesn't exist. Okay. So, it's... But I did do the math on this. This film genuinely would be the worst film of all time on the IMDb Bottom 100. The thing is... The movies on the IMDb Bottom 100 all have been released in theaters, and this movie has not. But the worst movie on the IMDb Bottom 100, which we watched during the summer, you should all go see all, listen and see all of those. They're incredible. Um, the worst film on the list, Disaster Movie, has a 2.0 rating. This movie has a 1.4. This movie is the worst film of all time. It just is not seen that way because this is such an unknown film, which is why I wanted to do it for the podcast, because it is a crime, nay, a travesty, that people still say that Plan 9 from Outer Space is the worst film of all time, and Ed Wood is the worst director of all time, when Vinnie Versace and George Anton's Born into <coughs> Mafia exists. Yes. This this is a very personal thing for me. Yeah. But I love this movie. I love this movie so <coughs> much. At times, it seems as if it's ad libbed. Yeah. You know, like. There are some things that I feel that, like, you did not... No one could have written this. Like, in the beginning, the, the son goes, I won't do it. And the dad says, yes, you are. It's like, what? Someone did not type that into MS Word. Yeah. You know? Oh, and, and, and uh, they're having that conversation in the car. Because of your business, mom, mom is dead died. Really? Mom is dead died? Yeah. Because of your business, mom is dead died. Okay. No one wrote that on a laptop for this script. No. Bunny, um... Well, but that could also be because he doesn't have all of his lines memorized. Yes. You know. Uh, so not necessarily ad lib. He yeah. just didn't take another take. Yeah. Uh, I'm having one of these horrible beers, honey. Okay. Uh, I'm in the right mind frame to have one of these horrible okay. beers. Um, funny. I'd hate to do this to you. I really, honestly, sincerely hate to do this to you. Um, 
Can you tell us the plot of Vitaly Versace's Born into Mafia? Kinda. Uh... <laughs> so he, uh... He's born, he's born in Russia, and his father is like the Russian mob boss. Because, like, of course, you know... <laughs> You're never born into the mafia by being the son of Guido the bookie. Yeah. Okay? That never happens. So yeah. it's the boss or nothing. Well, he wants Just to, like Nerf. He wants to he wants to get out of the mafia. He's like twelve. <laughs> yeah. He wants to get out of the mafia. Uh, his father doesn't want to let him. Uh, but he's turned all religious, so he runs away to L.A. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Pretty sure he was in L.A. the entire time. Yes. But just for the sake of argument, escape to L.A. To move in with a guy and his mom who he met on the internet. Yeah, just like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. He falls in love with a girl. Uh, the end? <laughs> and almost completely. She's in love with the world. But sometimes these feelings can be so misleading. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Uh, this is one of the worst movies of all time. And it's one of the worst films that we've done. That being said, um, just FYI, Bunny, we're not doing it now. Okay. Eventually, we are going to have to watch Born into Mafia 2. Okay. Not now. I mean, it took us a couple of years to watch another El Santo. I'm just saying. True. Eventually, True. we are going to have to go back to the Antflix well. <laughs> but I really do think that more people should watch this. It's so bad that it's like, it. a lot of people say this, and I try not to say this because I feel that it's like a, it's just something people say, but really, this is a car accident. Yeah. And it's so hideous that it's almost hypnotic and you can't not watch it. This is a phenomenal bad movie. And I love it so much. And I, it's shocking to me that more people don't know of the existence of this film and the other films that these people have made. Oh, they made an Aladdin ripoff. Yeah, and then back when uh, 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 Robert Downey Jr. was making those films, they made a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, back back when sparkly vampires were all the rage, they released a film called The Last Vampire on Earth, and oh. that's supposed to be really shitty. Um, but it's one of those things where you know bad movies, but like. A lot of people say, oh, I'm a big fan of bad movies. I love bad movies, but they don't know who Neil Breen is. Yes. Yes. 
this is this is the next level of Neil Green. Yes. You know? Because I, I'm sorry, but like I'd watch a Neil Breen movie before I watched another Vitaly Versace Ant Flix movie. Yes. So I really do. I'm happy that we did this film because like more people need to see this movie. All of the other movies, they're free on YouTube. Almost well, all of the them are free. The one Neil Breen movie that I had seen for the show, at least I, I remember there were spots in Neil Breen's movies where you could see he tried. Yeah. He tried to bring a bit of art to the movie. He didn't really succeed, but he tried. This movie lacked that. Yeah. It's just some dudes. And they're literally Neil in Green Jackson. would have gotten you a good restaurant exterior. Yeah. They are literally... They made this film in Jacksonville, Florida, because they show the front of the library in the beginning, and if you pause it and take a look, you can see that even though they're supposed to be in Russia, they're in a Jacksonville, Florida public library. Nice. And I love that. Yeah, Jacksonville, like in fucking The Good Place. Yeah. Uh, Blake Bortles, or whatever the name of that football player is. Jake Bortles? Jake Bortles. Oh, Jake Bortles. You mean the quarter was it the quarterback? Yeah, the quarterback, the quarterback from the Jacksonville, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, this movie was filmed in Jacksonville, Florida, but it's supposed to be Russia. Ooh. Fucking I love this movie. This is one of those films where it's like it's midnight, just like in Shang-Chi. Okay. Just like in Shang-Chi. This is one of those movies where it's like, oh man, it's midnight. Uh we should go to bed. Yeah, we gotta wake up early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, we really gotta Yeah, we should we should go home. That's the responsible thing to do. We we should go to bed. That's the adult thing to do. Or and the next thing you know it's one thirty and you've had a couple of beers and you're high and you're watching Born into Mafia. Yeah. I and I'd hate freaking loved Shang Chi, by the way. It it, it... <coughs> Infinity War was a serious film that set up Endgame. And Endgame was this serious, massive, epic drama. And then after that, they did Black Widow, which was more like a drama, like a family drama, but with a few action sequences. And it's like, oh, man, remember when Marvel movies used to be fun? And then Shang-Chi was that. Shang-Chi was like an old-school MCU film like 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 Thor three, uh, Captain America: Civil War, the first fucking Ant Man, like just fun and kind of dumb and just it was just fun the yeah. way Marvel movies used to be and I fucking love it. Yeah. God, to think that like uh, it's so weird because of Trevor. And I am in love with Aquafina. I'm sorry, Aquafina. I love her. I love her in the. I love her in that movie, and there should be more movies where there's a guy and there's a girl, and they're the best of friends, and they're not in love, and they're not gonna kiss, but they're the best of fucking friends, and that never happens. There's always some fucking romance thrown in there. Yeah. 
And that's one of the things that I love about this. Like, here's a guy, here's a girl. They're the best of friends. They're not going to fuck, you know? Yeah. So, such a fun movie. I love that goddamn movie. And then I saw Eternals and it's like, okay, we're back to the Infinity War uh, end game sort of shit. Here's the big epic Marvel movie that everyone must see. And it's like, shit, I just want them to be fun again. Shang-Chi was so much fun, and, and Eternals is just, oh, another epic. Like, I don't give a shit. Just make them fun, yeah. you know? Fuck. Uh, and I'd hate to do this to you, buddy, but in the last episode of the first season of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, there's a skit where there's a bunch of people planning a baby shower and everyone's like, oh, we should have tiny bottles of champagne. Oh, maybe we can have disposable cameras and everyone can take pictures. Oh, we need a gift basket. But there's one young guy there and he's the boyfriend of the girl and he's trying to unload gangster stuff. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, it'd be great to give in the gift basket. Stanzo brand fedoras. They're really good. I've got a thousand of them. I can sell them to you cheap. And it's like, oh, no, I don't know about that. How about uh, personalized gift baskets? Oh, how about T-shirts with people's names on it? How about uh, plastic fake Tommy guns? And it turns out he made a mobster movie, and, it's, and he thought it was going to be a huge hit. So he bought all of this mobster merchandise to sell to people, but it turns out the movie fucking sucked and everyone hated it. So he's just there at the baby shower planning party trying to unload his mobster stuff. <laughs> and so event at the end of the skit, it's the baby shower and everyone's there like, happy, happy baby shower. We're so happy. And they get their uh, gift baskets and each one comes with a stinky old fedora. Oh my god, this hat smells. I know, right? They're stanzos. They're good. And everyone has like a fake toupee and a Tommy gun and a stinky fedora. And I swear to God, that one skit from I Think You Should Leave is this week's fucking movie. <laughs> it's just some dude somewhere who had a great idea for a mafia movie and it fucking sucked. Yeah. That is this movie. This movie is, I swear, the real-life version of an I Think You Should Leave skit. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love it so much, because I am obsessed with I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. It's uh, available now on Netflix, and everyone should watch it. There is a comedian who is in, like, three skits, and I Think You Should Leave. Her name is Patty Harrison. She is in a skit in season one where... Uh, she works in an office and, and they get a printer, a brand new printer, and someone says, oh, Santa must have come early this year. And so she, everyone laughs. And so she keeps making Santa jokes and no one thinks they're funny and she keeps getting more and more pissed off. Yeah. And then she appears twice in season two. And I'm like, oh, this woman is amazing. I need to find out more about this woman. So I learned her name. Her name is Patty Harrison. I looked her up on YouTube and she has this wonderful fucking song that she does as part of her stand-up routine where she seriously says that like she went to school 
her music. And so she wrote a song and she pitched it to singer Dua Lipa and she turned it down. And so I'm going to sing it now to you in the audience. And she sings this song about like, I just met you, but I'm in love with you. I would do anything for you. I would kill myself. I know we just met because you just gave me my sandwich at the restaurant, but I would do anything for you. I would kill a dog for you. And it, it, it keeps going crazy. I just learned a, like a week or two ago, she is a trans woman. And I am obsessed with her. Her name is Patty Harrison and she's amazing. And she's in like three skits and I think you should leave. She's in one of my favorite skits in season two. And it's a uh, Shark Tank parody. Right. where uh, everyone, all of the judges are rich except for her, and she says, uh, I made my money because I was accidentally sewn into the pants of the Charlie Brown balloon at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> so I sued the city and <coughs> I won. To this day, I hate bald boys. I despise bald boys. Every time I see a bald boy... I think I'm back in the pants. <laughs> the whole family and I, we, we quote that constantly. And that brings us to next week. What I'm trying to do with the podcast is throw you for a loop. That's what I'm trying to do. Throw you for a loop. Last week, we watched Lamb. That was fucking weird as shit. Yeah. We both watched the same movie and saw two different movies. Yes. And this week, Born into Mafia? What the fuck even was this movie? Next week. I'm like, what's the biggest curveball I can throw at you? Next week, we are watching the entirety of the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. With commercials. With commercials, okay, that's the same. Okay. I found it on YouTube because it's the it's it's going to be the last episode that we do before Thanksgiving. Yes. We need to get in the festive spirit. There's not a lot of Thanksgiving shit. We either watch planes, trains, and automobiles, or we watch the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm really excited about this. It's I fucking love be the Macy's better than Born into Mafia. Huh? It's gonna be better than Born into Mafia. Yeah. Yeah. I think the village people are in it. I, it's 1984. Yeah. It's yeah. going to ring a lot of nostalgia bells. Every time I hear Toto's Africa now, I change the lyrics to be about 1984's Dune. Yeah. Like, like, like he's singing it, and so it's like, I'll make it rain down in a Raxist. Like, I, I keep changing the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, there is Sting, and he's not wearing pants. So, uh, next week, we are watching the entirety of the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The entire thing with commercials is available right now for free on YouTube. I am shocked at how many entire Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parades are available for free on YouTube. Uh... And I know this because of a story time I did. It's a whole story, but that's what we're doing next week. The 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Okay.
And then after that, we'll get back to actual movies. But I'm really excited for us to take this detour. Okay. Yeah. That is a curveball. It is a curveball. It's a curveball, yes. though, right? Yeah. So that's what we're doing next week, the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah! And if you want to see Born Into Mafia, just search Born Into Mafia on YouTube, and it's there. You can watch it. It's insane. You probably won't. Get high, have a beer, watch Vitaly Versace's Born Into Mafia. It's shit, but I think it might be better than House of Gucci. So there you go. Uh, I'm trying to think of every movie as House of Gucci, like uh, the Minions 2 movie. All the Minions are going like, Minions is family. No, Minions is bananas. No, I am Minions. You are not Minions. I am Minions. Yeah, that's basically House of Gucci. Have you guys already made the No, Dune is spice. No, Dune is not spice. Dune is desert people. No, no, Dune is, Dune is people drinking their own pee. Yeah. Uh, so, so next week we're watching the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, and if you want, be sure and check out Born Into Mafia 2 featuring Jeff the Drunk from the Howard Stern Show. All right. Yeah. So that's next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, uh, Antlers, eh. Dune, eh. uh, Maria Totes Reel, and Reuben the Werewolf. That is a love that will not quit. Because of your business, Mom is Dead died. Yeah. I gotta say, I think that this has been a pretty, fairly, somewhat good episode of the podcast. <laughs> Keep dropping my mic. It I has think... been a damn good episode. Okay, good. I, I, that's how I felt. I felt in my, in my heart, in my prana. Someone says that in, uh, yes, I'm gonna eat those. Someone says that in, uh, a bucket of blood. Your sculpture did something to me, Walter. I felt it deep down in my prana. I have no idea what the fuck that means. And I don't think it means anything. I think I just made that up as like a, uh, as like a beatnik slang for the movie. Yeah. But I've been using that a lot. So I, I felt that this was a damn good episode in my prana, but I didn't want to say that because I feel like you're the one who makes that distinction and not me. But anyway, uh, yes, I concur with your, uh, with your assessment. Good, sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve sometimes. And on behalf of Natasha, uh, Eleanor, Mal, Gizmo, Max, and everybody else in the house, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Uh, okay, someone is stretching. Slowly walking over here, and oh, I'm dizzy. Um, They're dizzy. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, do shuffle, and stanzos. Ooh, stanzo brand fedoras. They're good. Yeah, and your daddy.
And you daddies, okay. Uh, Jaden, you want to do one? And you? Crocs. And you Crocs. Okay, there you go. Skitty Papa Doo Wow. Cut and print. Put that cookie on a donut. Cut. That's a wrap. That's and a wrap. Print.